This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That number again, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. I guess, uh, you know, there's always a lot to talk about here, but uh, from what I can tell, there's a lot of buzz going on about this inauguration of the new president. He's going to be, it's going to be a big party, and everybody's going to be hanging out in D.C., and he's so great, and he's so compassionate, and everything's going to change starting on, uh, what is it, Tuesday? Is that the idea? It's the 20th, I know that much. Tuesday is, uh, you know, the beginning of a new era for America. I mean, everybody's getting all psyched up. Uh, Even the news agencies have fancy uh, WUSA9.com. I'm looking at it right now just with some show prep on it, has the inauguration of Barack Obama right there at the top in fancy, like, you've been invited style uh, calligraphy writing, <laughs> and, and everybody's getting all set up for this, and of course it's, they're going to be talking about how uh, they're wearing such pretty clothes, and oh, would you look at all the, oh, look at the cute children, and, and they'll, they'll, they'll be focusing on all kinds of surface-level nonsense on Tuesday, and everybody will be just bowled over by how wonderful this is, and how, oh, it's so, it's so pretty with all of the the decorations and the bands and the all the planning that's gone into it and they've been looking at this and talking about this for weeks upon weeks as though anything significant is going to change in this country after Barack Obama is made into the president as though anything's going to change hail to the new chief same as the old chief you yeah. know it's just so it, it is silly it's a cult of personality it's it's so odd to me i don't understand why uh they're, they're all excited about barack obama and the thing that it does get reported but it doesn't seem to get reported with any uh punch behind it is that he's pretty much turned on the people that uh, got him elected you know the the progressive yeah. types that were behind him all the way yeah, they've been writing blogs, and it's been getting a little bit of coverage, but for the most part, uh, you would have no idea from the mainstream that the prog- the progressives, the hardcore lefties, were pretty upset with this guy. Right. I, you know, it's he's he's leaving him out in the cold with his appointees, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned, all of his appointees are going to stink no matter what, because they're all going to be big government, uh, you know, sure. Washington's going to solve your problem types. Yeah, he's just extending the olive branch to the fascist wing of the big government parties, right. because, you know, the Republicans are basically the fascists, and the Democrats are basically the socialists, and, you know, they just basically, they pretty much trade off every four or eight years, and they let each other control things, and yeah, the, the yeah, state here, gets let me Let me put on my... Tur- my little turban, and I, I will do some uh, predicting for you. Okay. Uh, Barack this isn't Obama. Hard, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not difficult at all. Barack Obama is going to change nothing significantly. The things he does going to cha- um, is going to change. He's going to change by using more big government programs, and it's all going to turn to crap. He is going to be the uh, the, uh, the, the the. He's going to pile more crap on top of the yes. actual existing crap. Pile. Right. He's going to be the Jimmy Carter of the, our of our millennium or our new the new century here. Um, he, you know, he's going to uh, go out. I'm I'm going to say four years. I think he's going to go out in four years. And... And, you know, that uh, the people are going to say, oh, well, you know, he tried, he had a good heart and all that stuff. And nothing is going to change. Nope. But 
you can guarantee that in 2012 there will be some candidate who will be talking about change again. That's the other thing I should have predicted. The Republicans <laughs> will now be talking about small government yeah. and how we need to lower taxes and put accountability back in government. Hey, Republicans, you had your chance from 2000 to 2006 right. to put accountability in government, to shrink its size, and to lower taxes. Did you do that? Well, I guess they did lower some taxes. I'll give them that. However, what they did was mortgage my son's future. Jack's nine months old. And he's going to be ten months uh, here shortly. He's t- ten months old. And you mortgaged his future. Thanks very, very much. Now, there's fiscal responsibility for you. And the, unfortunately, Americans are going to eat it up. They're going to say, yeah, yeah. that's what it's we time. need. It's that's time. It's time for the change. Yeah, we, we need small we government. Need, we need the Republicans back in because yeah. they're going to give us small government. And they're going to give it to them right. again. And the Republicans that have that might have been in office back during the George Bush administration will, of course, be – they'll be begging their constituents. They'll be saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. Because his constituents might say, well, you voted for this and you voted for this increase and you voted for this increase. What do you have to say for yourself? Well, we got drunk with power. You know how it can be. But we – have taken a 12-step program, and you can trust us this time. They won't say anything like that. It won't even be addressed. It really won't. They don't yeah. have. They never have to respond right, well, to what, who's it, what ask it is them. they vote for. Well, who's going to hold them to the fire? The, is Sean Hannity or Rush Limbaugh going to hold their feet to the fire? Never, never. The, the, these reporters, the reporters are, as far as I'm concerned, poli- pol- um, political sycophants. They never, yeah. because the reporters believe in bigger government too. Sure. So they're not going to ask them about how they didn't do what they said they were going to do because they don't want them to do that. You know, I accident I uh, now and then I'll get into a car and I'll hear some talk radio here in the area, listen to Rush just by accident. And I heard him talking about one of the, uh, one of the stories that was in the news a few weeks ago about how Obama is planning on uh, you know, creating jobs, and I think like 20% of them were supposed to be government jobs, and it ended up being like 600,000 jobs would be government jobs or something. I'm pulling numbers out of my, my head here, and I was thinking to myself, huh, there you go, Rush Limbaugh trying to sound like he's all into small government. You know that if it was George Bush that was proposing 600,000 new military jobs, he'd have no no objection whatsoever. If it's the Republicans that are proposing creating new government jobs in the military or something like that, then the Republicans just say, well, yeah, oh, more military. Yeah, that's good. Russia should want to send them down to Gitmo so they could, you know, torture people. Do you believe that uh, old Obama's actually going to shut down Gitmo? I do. What do you think is going to happen there? At Gitmo? Yeah. I mean, are they going to take the prisoners and just ship them off to other facilities around the world I think and kind of shove it under the rug? I or? think they'll uh, – th- th- some of them, I believe, are, are real, live, honest-to-goodness terrorists, and some of them, I believe, are people that caught caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time. The problem is, what are you going to do with these people? If they didn't hate America before they got incarcerated for mm-hmm. seven years, they hate it now. Yeah. You know, I mean, hey, this is what we're talking about when we talk about creating terrorists. If their family didn't hate America beforehand, they hate America now. I wonder how many of them are willing to strap bombs to themselves and blow up, blow themselves up on Main Street. So you think he's going to shut it down, huh? I think he's going to shut down Gitmo, but I don't consider that of any import because Gitmo yeah. is just a, a place that symbolizes things that, well, will continue to go on. I mean, the uh, the CIA and the um, NSA and the DIA, they're going to all continue to do whatever, whatever it is that they did before. Right. Extraordinary renditions, picking somebody up, taking them to another country, having them beaten essentially by the people that uh, that occupied that country in the hands of those people, but at the behest of the U.S. federal government. Will that continue to go on? Will 
you know, Republicans are, are good. Uh, many Republican, you know, people on the street. I don't mean Republican politicians uh, are scared that Obama's going to be, you know, some kind of dictator and uh, take all the guns away. Well, no wonder the 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 powers of the president of the executive have been expanded well, well, you know, beyond yeah. where they ever have been, and you know, far beyond what the constitutional limits were, and they were done by the Republican. And you can guarantee Obama's not going to go in there and all of a sudden shrink his power. He's not going to just start tearing pages out of the Federal Register. He's not going to uh, go in and do anything like that. He's going to enjoy every last bit of the power that George Bush and his cronies aggregated to that position. You know, um, Osama bin Laden just released a, uh, a an audio tape this this last week, okay, where he, uh, you know, essentially is dancing on the the uh, the what he calls the grave of America or whatever. And I I, I could read. This stuff, but it's just a mess. It's rambling. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, it doesn't even make any sense what he says. You can kind of pick it out, and, and but more or less, he says that America is admired in a war it can't win, and taunts Obama with it. Well, no doubt, America is in. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we could win the war in Afghanistan, but the question is, how many innocent people die? How many new terrorists do we create in the process? Um, I don't know about. And, I don't even know. What's the point? How. What is the war? Yeah, I don't even understand what that means. Uh, we could win the war in Afghanistan. Number one, you and I aren't fighting it, and nor would we want to. I'd like to see Obama's um, Osama bin Laden caught. Excuse me, uh, it's going to be hard to say Osama yeah. and Obama in the same sentence. Um, but I'd like to see Osama bin Laden caught. I'd like to see him tried for crimes. However, this is not the way to go about it. The Constitution has provisions for dealing with this thing. They call it letters of mark and reprisal. We should have let it, um, you know, we should have done that in the first place. We should have put a bounty on his head and then allowed Americans to go after it because there are rules that Americans can't, Americans can't go after it. Blackwater cannot go after Osama bin Laden. Toll-free number here for you is 1-800-259-9231. How do you feel about what's coming? What kind of change are you expecting? expecting 800-259-9231 my prediction is more of what we've been getting bigger and more intrusive and more oppressive government 800-259-9231 for your thoughts it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. The live Saturday edition toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and the features include the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com. You can go get a free account over there today at privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. So what do you expect to see change with the new president coming up on Tuesday? What are you excited about? So many people are excited because it's going to be a brand new era for the United States of America. I think Obama was quoted saying something like, we're going to perfect our union or something like that, you know, to to make the, the U.S. stronger than it has ever been or blah, blah, blah. Well, you know what I expect to see change, Mark? I expect to see a new national service program be brought in to play, Mm. which, if Obama has his way, will be the size of the military. Now, of course, it's going to take probably a little while to to ramp it up to that level, and of course, government takes a long time to do anything, so who knows, he might need a second term to get that 
program done. But we know that it's on their agenda. Oh, and for anybody that thinks I'm just picking on Obama, John McCain uh, essentially supported the same idea, maybe not as vast in scope uh, as far as outside the military, but he supported the idea of a mandatory national service program. So we know that's coming. We know they're going to be forcing America's youth into government make-work programs and essentially turning them all into bureaucrats. Uh, That's something that they plan on changing. In fact, you know what, Mark? I heard a selective service spot for the first time in a long time today. Now, I don't listen to a lot of radio, so for all I know, they're airing every single week. Uh, And I know it was in one of those ad council slots, so it's not like the selective service is out there buying advertisements, but it just chills me when I hear selective service spots. I I agree. Selective service makes me a little nervous too. I you know why why are they why you know selective service hasn't we haven't had the draft since uh, the early seventies. I yeah. mean I I was toddling at the time that we had the draft last. Why do we have to have selective service? Spots? Don't forget, kids. Go and if it's your seventeenth birthday, you need to be registering for the selective service. It's the law. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. And and they every time every spot they say it's the law. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why is it that they they say it's the law. Are yeah, why is it so you? important? Why why is it so important to promote this particular bureaucracy? If the draft is really gone for good, why is this bureaucracy still operating? Well, it's because that somebody, when they uh, turned the draft off, somebody said, hey, you know, we should keep this uh, program going. Well, not only because there's bureaucrats that need jobs, but uh, we might need to bring this thing back someday. So they kept the program going. And for those that don't know, for those maybe our younger listeners, uh, this the selective service is a program that all males in the United States are sent a card on their 17th uh, birthday, basically. Sexist. Yeah. And then they're told, they're threatened with a huge fine, something to the tune of up to $500,000 in five years in jail, and losing any kind of uh, federal loans or anything like that. Can't get your Pell Grant. Right. Uh, so they threatened these young, I'm impressionable... Sorry. I said your Pell Grant, and it's not your Pell Grant. It's my Pell Grant. It's the taxpayer's Pell Grant. So they threaten these young, impressionable minds, and they say, you must fill out this, uh, what is essentially a draft card, uh, and you have to sign it and everything, and then you send it in, and that's the last you hear from them, until they reinstate the draft, and don't think that that uh, selective service program won't be used for the new Obama National Service Program, too. They'll use it for that as well. They'll form the draft boards the up again. The government loves information. They were trying to staff the draft boards a couple of years ago. They were trying to fill empty slots on the draft boards. What's the point of that? If the draft isn't coming back, why are they doing those things? So look for uh, the draft to possibly come back. Old Charlie Rangel's putting up his draft legislation again in 2009. I mean, he does every it every year. year but So will that happen? And if that happens, well, what does that mean for America? What does that mean for freedom? Is that change? Is that the kind of change you were expecting? Those of you who supported Obama? That'd be some change, wouldn't it? Everybody gets drafted into uh, some you know, oh, gov- government job. It won't be everybody. It'll be the kids. Yeah, that's so right. Good. The ones that don't get the vote. And the ones that, that don't really know what they're doing. They don't have a lot of experience, and uh, they don't really know what's going on. Uh, with the, what They don't really have any co- concept of the draft. Kids today, I don't know what the draft is. 1-800-259-9231. So what do you expect to see change? Let's go to your phone calls. And talk to Ken, listening to Radio Free Austin. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live. Actually, my name's Tim, but that's oh, okay. Sorry about that. It's Tim. Ken now, soldier. <laughs> What's on your mind? All right, good enough. <laughs> oh, a couple things. Uh, first of all, Obama will absolutely be elected in, um, re-elected in 2012. Think so? Because anything, anything that goes bad will either be the legacy of George Bush or the fault of Republican obstructionists 
Um, and secondly, the economy is going to get better for, for two main reasons. One, bad economies get better, good economies get worse. It's just regression to the mean. And also because the economy is a largely uh, psychological. And for the next four years, we're going to be told how great Obama is doing, and they'll pull up somebody that's never had a job before that just got one bag of groceries and say, look, the economy is turning around, and people go, oh, that's great. I think I'll reinvest or have consumer confidence back in this kind of thing. So the economy will get better just of those two factors. I think now, uh, I'd like to, to make a point on this economy getting better. Now, the uh, the Great Depression, which this has been uh, you know uh, looked at and compared to, I don't know. I can't tell you. I'm no, I'm no economist. I, I do my very best, but you know, I'm, I'm not. Now, it's been compared to that, and uh, FDR's make-work programs managed to stretch that thing all the way out until World War II. I mean, more than a decade. Yeah, but this is a near. We're not looking at what was that? Twenty five percent unemployment. We're looking at what six right now. So it's they're they're Today, really not. Confident. It's getting worse, not better, right now. Yeah, well, when we get into double digits, then we might be thinking you know Carter esque economy, but you know we're we're still not back to the thirties yet. I'll, okay. I'll, I'll agree I, with I, you. I hope I hope that's so. On the second point, I'll agree with you on the psychological factor. I think that plays into this a lot. I mean, obviously, the government manipulating the money supply is also a major factor. Uh, but I think that people telling themselves that it is a recession creates more of that, essentially, in their minds. If they believe that to be true, they act as though it's true, and it essentially creates that reality. Uh, so I agree with you there. But I don't know if it's necessarily, if it follows necessarily that bad economies get better and good economies get worse. I mean, in the governmental meddling system that we have today, that may be somewhat uh, accurate based on the past, but I think that if we had the government step the hell away and we actually had a free marketplace, then the economy would just keep getting better as more people were allowed to create wealth and the marketplace wouldn't have this uh, this factor of the Federal Reserve pumping money into it and essentially creating the you know the business cycle uh, with malinvestments and things like that. So I don't know if that's well, necessarily true. That, well, that's true about the, the libertarian point of view up to a point, because as long as you have any kind of regulation, you're always going to have some kind of regulation, some either consumer protection or antitrust or something like that. Somebody will eventually find the weak point in the system. Somebody will game it, and it might, it might only be short-term, but short-term on an economy of this scale, you know, you're still talking months or years. Uh, can have a pretty significant well, I think it's, so you're always going to get well when you say you're always like that. going to have regulation that would only be true if you had a government because only governments can regulate the violent monopoly is the only agency that can do regulation what you could have in a true free market is third party certification which would be a voluntary option and there would be multiple certifiers competing to get your certification uh, to get their stamp essentially on products but still nonetheless I, I definitely generally agree with where you're coming from and I thank you for the call tonight and your thoughts 800-259-9230 I really think the psychological factor that he pointed out is a lot bigger than a lot of people realize. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is the live Saturday edition. It's Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com.
Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version, dial-up version, and a webcam, all totally free. Head over to listen.freetalklive.com. Take advantage of those. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Plus, adameve.com has a special offer for you. Go to adameve.com, and then you get 50% off of one item when you type FTL into the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with offer code FTL at adameve.com. That's code FTL, like free talk live. Yep, adameve.com has all kinds of stuff. Uh, Lingerie, uh, marital aids, all those kinds of things. Adameve.com videos, too. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Let's talk to Jeremy in Montana, listening to KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, guys. uh, On the internet now, uh, listening, just checking it out. I just got my new computer today, and uh, so I'll be able to bug you guys a little more through the week now. Sweet. All right. Um, well, you kind of took the words out of my mouth a while ago, you guys, with uh, I think the big change that uh, Biden and uh, Powell were talking about coming on the, 20, the 20th or 22nd, somewhere around there, was uh, the draft. I hmm. think that's the thing that they were talking about, saying that, oh, you got to stick by us, you got to stand with us and all that, you know, when they find out they're going to burst all them liberals' bubbles, you hmm. know. And, yeah, uh, that's an interesting uh, theory. Like they're they're padding, they're, they're prepping people. Like, okay, everything's going to be fine. We're changing things in the right direction. And if we, if it's liberals doing the draft, then it's going to be a caring, kinder, gentler draft, right? Yeah. That's the and, idea. Uh, and one other thing, Ian. Uh, last yes, week, a, uh, the, uh, a fella called up about. Uh, I, I didn't really hear any hate or anything in his voice when he was talking uh, about. The Jews owning a good percentage of the media. I mean, like, people like you and KGZ and stuff like that, we're just a few minority, you know. And uh, I think he was just stating facts, you know, because they do own most of the media. No, hold on a second. You're, you're, You're getting lost in collectivist speak, Jeremy. The Jews do not own anything. There are some people who have a certain religion or ethnic uh, basis that might be considered Jewish, who might own certain things, but that does not mean anything for everybody that considers themselves Jewish. And the gentleman you're talking about uh, had called several times over the last week and spouted all kinds of anti-Jewish hatred, and it was quite clear, and it did not take very many questions to discern this, it was quite clear that he was an absolute bigot to the core. Well, the ones that are in control and trying to run things like the banks and the media and brainwashing people, they're not the real Jews anyway. The real Jews are like from, you know, from Judah and were sons and daughters of King David and whatnot. And the ones that are controlling things, they're totally opposite of what those people were. So. Where did they come from? It's, it's, it's very confusing. <laughs> Where did the ones uh, that are in control come from, Jeremy? Well, I don't know. Oh, okay. That, maybe know, he's that, saying that, they're like. Maybe he's saying they're like the Christian Pharisees. You know. Uh, and th- thank you, Jeremy, for the call. Mark, you talk about how it, just because you use the term Christian doesn't mean that you're really a Christian. You could be a Pharisee. So you're claiming to be a Christian, but in point of fact, the things you're doing are very, very unChristian. 
Right. Many of the, many of the people that uh, call themselves Christian these days, uh, you know, bear, bear more resemblance to Pharisees than they do to, to Christ. So maybe that's what he was getting at. And, and beyond all that, uh, the fact is there are people in positions of power around this uh, around this country and around this world that have nothing to do with the Jewish uh, the the Jewish religion. Uh, and have you know they're just power seekers. They, power seekers come from all walks. They come from all plots of land. They come from all backgrounds. They are sick freaks that want to control others. That's all that we need to focus on is who are the sickos that want to control people. I don't care what their religion is. Yeah, I just it's, care what they do and what they a, say. It's a diversion to uh, try to try to point at somebody's religion and be able to yeah. say or their um, ethnicity and be able to say I know that person's a bad person because of that. Yeah, that's, that's ludicrous. It is. It's ludicrous. All right, we go You cannot to... tell the bad people by um you know their their particular ethnicity. Let's continue and talk to David listening to WKBK in Keene, New Hampshire. Hello David, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. hey how's it going, guys? Hey, what's on your mind? Hey, I want to you know uh I want to say a couple things um but uh they they just ran on your commercial break, they just ran a selective service announcement. Ah, uh, that's very interesting. I, I, I mean, <laughs> that's uh, it just I mean, it, it's. Was it one of the, the, the selective service? I've actually heard them several times over the past several years. Yeah, I, I didn't this, hear this particular one. I, I'm going to ask you a little bit about it. Was uh, was it a serious one, or was it one of the ones where they kind of come at it from a fun perspective? Register, it'll be great. Yeah. Ooh, uh, well, I, I, by fun, I'm guessing you're talking about like the. They they have the uh, sound sounds like a kid or yeah a it's just peppy talking. it's peppy and it's no, upbeat it, it it wasn't one of those I mm. think it was more uh, shoot I don't remember <laughs> you know what I might dig one up I think I recorded one uh, earlier today so I'll see if I can dig it up a little bit later maybe we'll play it back but I wanted to say one other thing um, I'm glad you you you, uh, you you brought up the collectivization they you know if you take that collectivization to another step most of the people in Ownership positions in general are white, so does that make all white people bad? And, um, yeah, I mean, come on. And, and whether you know, John Stewart is Jewish. I love John Stewart. I think he's hilarious. And I John think Stewart, 90, I think, is a huge threat. Time, I think he's damn right. Yeah, well, I think John Stewart is a threat to the establishment. If anything, I mean, he. Oh yeah, I mean, he just picks fun with just pokes just pokes fun at him all the time. Right. Um, and I saw the, he had Dana Perino of all people on. And it's amazing he he did a fairly mature interview, even though he admitted to her. I mean, he said, you know, we poke we poke at your administration all the time, but you know, he thanked her for coming on. But I, they, <laughs> I had to have been something for her to be on there. But yeah, I mean, you, you take that to another step. Uh, you collect. I mean, the whole Israeli Palestine thing is collective punishment. It's collective punishment for the Palestinians because a few Hamas people are shooting rockets into Israel. Yeah. What and about the people that just? On, it's collective innocence on on behalf of you know, it's not the Israeli nation attacking Palestine. It's a stupid ask. I'm sorry, sorry. the uh, stupid government. Yeah, and, yeah. Nobody is really concerned about the poor little people that end up getting their uh, their bodies blown to bits in between yeah. the people that fight, and those are the people that are the the real majorities. Yeah, and and it, it's it's collectivization of guilt and innocence. Uh, during World War One, all of Germany was bad because of that war, and so they were punished horrendously, which right. just led them right in the hands of Hitler. All Japanese and all were of bad. England and France were, were were good, so they weren't punished. No, they were the, they won the war because the United States helped them. Not to mention that they were rounded up in this country. I mean, they did, they determined that the Germans and the uh, the Japanese people were all uh, possible suspects, so they rounded them up and put them into camps. Uh, well, they well, didn't put too many little, Germans. That in. was a little bit later in World War Two. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry, I you said World War One. My apologies. I I thought it was yes. World War Two. 
So, David, thanks no, for the call right, tonight, though, dude. They, Good hearing from you, man. 800-259-9231. I mean, that is just, that is one of, the, I think, the most sad, the most saddest times in uh, in the United States history. That we uh, rounding people incarcerated up. without any charges, uh, thousands of uh, Japanese Americans. And dropped some bombs as well. I mean, it was a real sad time. Uh, we continue, big bombs, of course, so we continue with Tom in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tom. Uh, we did not round up anybody. Thank you. We didn't. You're right. The uh, the U.S. They federal government. You know, okay. even I have not uh, perfected that yet. That, that's why I see. It's just we got to notice that uh, you know, even the good guys are still a little bit, you know, not not a hundred percent on it. But uh, the thing about contacting your elected officials, I, I brought this up before about how you know there's a new batch of them up there in uh, Washington D.C. and up in Concord. And uh, we haven't contacted them yet. To, we haven't uh, contacted Nancy Pelosi to tell her to repeal the federal income tax and all the federal gun laws and all that kind of stuff. You know what? I actually have, Tom, and thank you for the call yeah. tonight. Uh, well, I have sent some contacts out via the Downsize DC system already this year. Uh, so you could do that too if you go to downsizedc.org. Uh, Jim Babka's our friend over there, and it's the easiest way ever to write your congressperson. It really is. Uh, you don't really have to do any writing. <laughs> it's all pretty much done for you. You can see it and uh, plug in for free over at downsizedc.org. All right, more coming up here. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. Plus, we'll come up on, uh, in a bit and talk about the prostitution-free zone. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. If you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, do it by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Times are, uh, you know, kind of tough out there on the economic front, and you might need to save a few bucks when you're doing your shopping. Well, number one, Amazon will save you some bucks, uh, even in the brand new category. Go and take a look at their prices. See for yourself at amazon.freetalklive.com. You'll also save a few bucks probably on free uh, free Super Saver shipping, which applies to a whole lot of items in the Amazon store. And in addition, if you need to save a few more dollars, you can usually get everything used through Amazon as well. A lot of their items are available used. So go and get your shopping done at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and feel good because not only are you getting what you're looking for, but you're also helping Free Talk Live at the same time because we get a cut when you enter through Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Right back into your phone calls, Barry in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Barry. Hey, how you guys doing? What's on um, your mind? First time calling and the first time listening to you guys today on the internet. Welcome aboard, sir. What's and, on your mind tonight? Yeah, um, me and my friend at work, um, we were talking about guns and how uh, Obama wants to take certain guns away from us. That's, and, that's uh, the allegation. Yes, and uh, the sales of guns have gone up tremendously. But anyways... Um, we were saying, well, he was saying there's certain groups that they're going to be, it would be hard for them to, to get the guns away, you know, like the uh, KKK, the uh, the Black Panther. The, it'd be uh, hard for them to get my gun from me, and I'm not involved well, in any, that, any of those groups. Mm-hmm. It'd be hard for them well, to get... Well, you know what I'm saying, though. Um, there's so many people in this country, and there's so many groups, there's so many hidden groups. Yeah. You know, I mean... And there's so many guns. There's nine guns for every ten people. 
in the United States. Really? And those are the ones that are counted. Mm. I mean, <laughs> so there are more guns than there are individuals in the United States, because I know some aren't counted. Yeah. And how what about the, the ones on the streets, like the gangs? Yep. They're, they're illegal guns. Right there. I mean, they're the ones that should be taking the guns away from in the first place. Well, they can't Not do the, that. You, you they can't can take, do that. If they can take their guns, they can take yours. Right. See, the thing is, if they ban guns, all that will happen is, and anybody that thinks about this for two seconds can figure it out, if they ban guns, all that will occur is that the law-abiding people will go down, turn them in, and then everybody else keeps them. It's the old saying, if you outlaw guns, only outlaws have guns. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. And uh, speaking as a convicted felon, if you outlaw felons having guns, only the bad felons will have guns because right. the good um, because the good ones the bad felons you can't stop them from getting guns you simply no. can't the good ones that are trying to fly right and fly straight they can't protect their families what's the point in doing that that's the I situation mean, you're in that's the extreme circumstance i can't protect my family legally we continue with your calls and talk to john listening to radio free austin john you're on free talk live john you're on hey, with ian and mark hello there yeah hello listen i've got uh Three quick little comments that have really outraged me that I saw in the media toward the end of the week on, like, Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. The first was uh, that ruling that says teachers can have sex with their 18-year-old students. The second one was the girl who, 13-year-old girl who was strip-searched in school down to her underwear for ibuprofen. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty outrageous, and the, uh, the the just the outrageous stories continue to come out of the government school and, and system. What, and what I'm seeing is an increase of these stories. You know, you used to see one every now and then, or but now, and they're just getting like there was a, a I guess a, a young student who had autism who was either handcuffed or tasered. Uh, you know, these are children. These are our children in public schools. Ah, uh, but the problem is they're your children, which you voluntarily gave up to the government indoctrination camps. Now, I understand they're they're threatening you, and if you don't give them to the indoctrination camps uh, or or enroll them in a government-approved you know, private school or government-approved homeschooling program, then they might steal your children from you. So I understand the reason why people do this. We talk, you know, when you make a comment like that, that chaps my hide because... Let's talk a little bit about reality here for a moment. Okay. Okay. I don't have the money to put my kids in private school. You know why? I don't have... Because they... Well, yeah, of course. Because they tax the crap out of you, um, uh, you know, and you pay it in some somewhere between fifty percent. In my town, it's eighty percent of your property taxes go to educate other people's kids, people with nicer cars and all that other stuff. I'm not saying you're a bad guy because you send your um, uh, kid to public school, but I am saying the government's a bunch of bad people for stealing your money. No, but that's where all these problems that you're talking about are coming from. Whether it's the zero tolerance insanity of strip searching somebody for ibuprofen, or whether it's you know whatever uh, sexual uh, I, uh, sec, you know, whatever sexual viewpoint parents? you disagree with. Where, where, where are the parents? Where's the PTA on this? Why aren't people, I, you know, just outraged beyond belief? Well, you can be I, outraged. I don't understand it. You see, people, I mean, no, people are outraged. Action. Well, okay, what kind of action would you like to take? Start off by taking lawsuits. Start off by asking that the school board that authorized this type of behavior... Starts ripping people out of the school board. 
You know, know why? I'll, I'll answer your question as to why you're not seeing that action. Uh, number one, lawsuits are expensive. Number two, uh, dealing with the school board and the political system that surrounds it is a pain in the butt. I and mean, you're getting... asking you're asking the government people to go after the government people. Right. Those you're people, talking. They 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 seem to have to some extent a uh, fidelity towards each other and not towards the average citizen. You're, yeah. You're, what you're then talking what's about. Your suggestion? Well, what's thank your you. Suggestion? I'll give you here in a moment. But but just to point out, what you're suggesting is what has always been suggested, and that is we need to redouble our efforts and work within the system to fix the system. My suggestion is that you get together with enough other parents who are as outraged as you, because if it really is that outrageous, you certainly should be able to find some others who are as outraged, and refuse to pay a portion of your property tax in protest. <laughs> Why do you laugh? Why is that funny? <laughs> yeah, and you get the lane put on your house. Ah, you see, know, it's nervous laughter. It's nervous laughter. And I understand you're scared just like everybody else is. Most people in this country, 99.99% of them are scared to death of the government people coming and stealing their homes from them or coming and stealing their children from them or coming and somehow ruining their lives. And the fact is, and this is the reality, if everybody continues living that way in fear... Then it will. They will just continue the, to abuse you. The slaves were afraid to run away too. Any other thoughts, sir? No. Thanks for the call, John. Wait. Appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We've got to sound like absolute nuts to uh, some law-abiding citizen like John uh, out there who you know just wants to. He just he just wants the, the the government schools to run right. But my question ain't gonna happen. Yeah. My question is: Is when has the government ever? in the history of man run right there's always abuses because there's no check against it and what you're talking about i mean if you're talking about getting your people into the government school system and somehow changing it from the inside it's a, that's it's a tremendous project that will take you years upon years and who knows how much money? And there's our news feed running in the background for whatever reason. And it's gone, thank goodness. All right. Uh, so so it'll take you a long time. It'll take you money. And you're, there's no guarantee to success. And, and plus, once you get into the system, you start dealing with lawsuits. And who are you going to sue? Are you going to sue the individual employees? Well, you can't really do that because they're protected in most cases by what they call sovereign immunity. Are you going to sue the school board? Are you going to sue the, uh, the, you know, the city? Well, in those cases, sometimes you, you might find out. And I don't know. It's, I'm sure it's different in all 50 states. But what you might find find out is that, well, you know, this school system has a, a constitutional responsibility to provide education to kids, so you just can't shut this down. You can't shut this system down. You're, ju you're just not allowed to turn the system off. So even if you could uh, get in control of the school board, you may not really be able to do anything as far as minimizing damage. Sure, you might be able to change a policy here or there, but you're not going to stop the communist, wealth redistribution, government indoctrination program that's going on out there. That's what government schools are. It's just another way of stealing money from people. Government schools are one of the planks of the communist manifesto. Sure are. It's another way of stealing money from people, giving it to, uh, to middle-class bureaucrats that are running the program, and at the same time indoctrinating your children to believing that government is great and government is the way that we solve problems. Oh, if you've got a problem with government, just get into, involved in government, and then you can fix it. That's worked so well for the last several decades, hasn't it? Oh, wait, here we are today. You know, and it's it's this other sort of hive mentality that doesn't particularly serve anywhere in society except big companies. I mean, they really, you know, government, the, the government school system was set up for, with the purpose of training people to be good little workers in factories and It's and true. Jobs if you don't believe like it, that. look it up. It, yeah, all you have to do is look up the, the uh, Prussian the, system. Yeah, the Prussian system. And you'll find out that's what our public school system was based on. And it was, the reason that it came about was because they didn't want the Catholics who were educating people for free, um, they didn't want the Catholics 
Catholics educating people, so the Protestants had to jump in and f- come up with something. And they were in charge of government, so they put government uh, schools in place. And uh, this little hive mentality, ra- raise your hand if you want to speak, be sure to ask if you want to use the bathroom, mm-hmm. all that other stuff. That, Where's your hall pass? You know, that, that, what, how does that serve me today in my life? It doesn't. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is coming up. If you're on hold, we will get to you. This is your show. You can bring up whatever you want. SACL CAI toll free line for you. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Hour 2 is coming up. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. It is the live Saturday edition, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com as we continue here with your phone calls about what you want. And we go to Mark listening to KCCR in Washington. Hello, Mark. You're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, how are you guys doing? Just super, Mark. Well, What's thanks. on your mind tonight? Uh, I found this story yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this, but I'm looking at a blog on USA Today, a blog entry, and apparently the United States Supreme Court uh, has ruled that prosecutors can, in some instances, use uh, evidence obtained from illegal police searches in their prosecutions in court cases. Comforting, isn't it? They can use evidence obtained from illegal searches in their prosecution. Illegal searches. Yes. Uh, let me read the exact quote. Uh, uh, unlawful searches that arise from negligence rather than systematic error or reckless disregard of constitutional requirements. Uh, evidence collected in that case need not be kept from trial. And that wow. was uh, what Chief Justice John Roberts wrote. When, was, when did this come down? This was apparently yesterday. And the only way Whoa. that I found this was through Campaign for Liberty's little newswire. And it's on a blog entry on, you know, one online news source. So basically what the, what the Supreme Court said was that as long as the cops claimed they were just negligent in gathering this illegal evidence, then it's admissible. That's correct. So all the cops have to do is say, Oh, doggone it, we just raided the wrong house. Well, we accidentally found this marijuana farm here. And, uh, well, sorry about that. I guess, well, we're just going to have to bring it up on charges now. Well, whoopsie. Yeah, and it was in the case of an Alabama man who was convicted on drug and weapon charges. Go figure that. Oh, man. That is awful news. I'm sorry to hear about it. So basically, as long as the basically the cops can now do whatever they want as far as uh, harrassing people and confiscating their stuff, and just call it negligence and everything's according okay. To your, according to your federal government, I guess so. Amazing, Mark. Any other thoughts for us tonight? Uh, no, that that is enough for me yeah. <laughs> for, a, for a long time. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. We continue, Jason in Indianapolis, listening to WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live, Jason. Hey, guys. Uh, I can't catch your show often, but when I do, I greatly enjoy it. I have a question. Um, <clears throat> over the past couple of months, there are three videos that I've seen on the Internet which uh, have shooken me up quite a bit. I wanted to know if you guys have seen them or discussed them. They, uh, they pertain, well, they're entitled The Money Masters, Zeitgeist, 
and um, America, Freedom to Fascism, which really talks about uh, the Federal Reserve, how it yep. controls the money supply. I've seen two have of three. Seen- uh, Mark? Money Masters? I thought that was... Uh, I guess money I have- is debt. I've seen Money is Debt, but I haven't seen the Money Masters. I've heard good things about Money Masters. Uh, Zeitgeist I liked, but Zeitgeist also had kind of a uh, a 9-11 paranoia segment, and I don't think that's really very productive. Uh, yeah, but I, there, uh, there I really like freedom part, of fascism. Yeah, the only part about Zeitgeist that I liked was the Federal Reserve part. Uh, but anyway, going back to the Federal Reserve, what I always wonder, like I said, I'm not able to catch your guys' show often, but I don't understand why more people are not talking about that because to me, the Federal Reserve, if it's truly playing this role that these videos are saying, and as well as all central bankers, it seems like that is the real man behind the curtain. Uh, you know, fu- funding both sides of wars and purposely starting wars in the IMF, purposely putting nations into debt. Is it me, or is people just not talking about these that, sort of That's things? what Andrew Jackson, the seventh president of the United States, uh, believed. That's what uh, Thomas Jefferson, to, to some extent, if you read his uh, quotes, uh, that's what he believed. The fact is... Um, you know, Wait, and, what did they believe? The Federal Reserve didn't exist back then. What well, you, not the what Federal Reserve. That central banks, central banks. Um, control governments. That uh, you know, I believe there's a Rockefeller quote out there that you know it doesn't really matter what the laws are as long as I control the control money. Control the money. Yeah, that's absolutely I'm right. Just, I guess what I'm just amazed at is I talk to uh, to people uh, when I begin to talk about the nature, you know, uh, why the Federal Reserve has. For example, I was in an MBA, Master of Business Administration class, in an econ class. And I mentioned to the instructor, I said, you know, if um, if I buy a government bond, the government has to pay me interest. So if the Federal Reserve is buying bonds, and who is that interest going to? Why should the government have to pay interest to the Federal Reserve? Where is that going? And <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. People, they can just keep they just people, keep printing money, and yeah. you can't pay it back. It's impossible. And I I, I guess I'm just amazed. More people aren't talking about it. Well, you know, I think if you, you bring up, and I don't mean you guys, I mean out in the. You're talking about you like at a, you're talking about like at a bar or at a dinner table or something like that, or family get together. Well, I guess just I, I seem to think you know there was a Roman uh, general or governor who, who basically said, if you give the people bread and circuses, they won't you know the, their eyes yep. will glaze over and. Yep, and maybe that's where we are. That's now. exactly what's so many, going on. That's exactly we've got so what many uh, chicken wings and football games that were just all of these scams are being pulled. Yep, there are so and, many. You're absolutely. I think you're dead on. There are so many distractions for people. You've got, like you say, the football games and you know the Dancing with the Stars and favorite TV shows and of course the Hollywood celebrities and you know there's plenty of things out there. Lots of things to do on the internet and there's a lot of things to do and a lot of things to spend your time on that are certainly a lot more interesting and fun than thinking about money and thinking about financial matters and thinking about the you know the system that we're all in and questioning uh, pr- pr- the parameters of our lives questioning authority and things like that but for those who who feel like they need to do something there's also you know that bread and circus thing which is politics uh the the entire political system is also a distraction people believe that there's some sort of significance in choosing the red team or the blue team but in in essence they're really just involved in another sports competition and it really has no effect whatsoever on the reality of what we face day to day but yet everybody gets suckered in not everybody but most people get suckered in 
to this whole idea that if, well, you just elect the red team this time or the blue team this time, then things are going to change this time around. And it never it never, never ends up happening uh, unless you count the change towards a bigger, more intrusive, more oppressive uh, state than ever. So if you want those conversations to happen, my friend, it's going to be up to you to start them. Well, hey, thanks for you guys uh, being out there. Your show's great. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. And uh, you know what? If, you, uh, if you're getting this show only on Saturday nights in the city where you live on the radio, pick up the phone during the week, call your local radio station, talk to the program director, or ask for the program director, and, and just tell them thanks for airing Free Talk Live and ask them to air Free Talk Live during the week. It might be a good time to do that, especially since old Bill O'Reilly's about to check out of the business. He's leaving radio, like within the next March. Florida. Yeah, sometimes, I thought it was late February, but within the next few weeks, uh, Bill O'Reilly will be leaving, and that means a lot of your local stations will be doing, that if they carry Bill's show, will be uh, shuffling things around, and that could open up a spot for Free Talk Live weeknights, so good time to call the program directors. The uh, bread and uh, circuses is a uh, phrase that originates originates from satire um, satire 10 of the Roman poet Juvenile and basically says that, uh, you know, that Romans and people in general are willing to give up their freedoms, their hard-fought-for freedoms um, of their republic as long as they can have food and uh, spectacle. Well, they didn't have to fight for them anyway, right? Yeah, that's true. You know, right. people, people long ago fought for the freedom of this country. We continue here with your calls. Wes, also listening to WXNT. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Wes. Hey, what's up? What's on your mind tonight? Uh, I've got a question for you, Ian. Yes, sir. Um, why isn't Mark an anarchist yet? You're asking me? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think Mark understands the, uh, the the undesirability of having a monopoly system, a, a monopoly on violence that is the government. I think he understands it, but at the same time grasps onto it uh, like a security blanket in some way, simply because he's been so inculcated with the pro-state <laughs> mindset in his days as a Republican uh, that it's just it's just hard to get away from that brainwashing. I mean, the fact is, if we've been brainwashed effectively, it takes some time to get away from that stuff. It took me years to get to where I am, and it's not an it's not a simple process. You're constantly battling with yourself, uh, thinking up old thoughts that you don't really want to think anymore. Uh, for, for instance, as, as a related example, I was inculcated with religion growing up, and I, it still comes back to me today, even though I'm not interested in the, those organized religions and I'm not interested in, in those belief systems anymore. It's just there in the back of my mind, and it, it toys with me and it bugs me. Mark, I'll let you answer the question for yourself here in a moment. Thanks for the call, dude. 800-259-9231. He didn't you want ask to. me. Okay, then don't answer <laughs> it. More coming up. Your calls about what you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. Those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their website. We give away more than they charge you for at freetalklive.com. See it for yourself and see the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listened to the show. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see that for yourself as well. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Have you been looking to spice things up in the bedroom or been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamEve.com and get 50% off of one item when you type FTL for the offer code coupon checkout. Plus, 
With your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. Get 50% off with offer code FTL, like Free Talk Live, at AdamEve.com. It's only for married people. I don't know about that. 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your phone calls, and we go to John listening to WFLA in Tampa. Hello, John. Hi, how you guys doing? Just super. You're on the air. What's on your mind? So you're wondering about the shape of things to come. Uh, a little bit of background. I was born in 1968. In 1988, I was living in Nashua, New Hampshire, going to Daniel Webster College, uh, working at the Pheasant Lane Mall and uh, in the New Hampshire National Guard A Battery First, the 172nd Field Artillery. Hoorah. Okay, and listening to a bunch of punk rock and smoking way too much weed. But... Um, at any rate, uh, people are looking at this uh, Obama thing, and you know why the draft is is going to come back? They're they're hugely in favor of the draft because a you got to have a military, b you're you're just not going to get them. You don't have to pay any bonuses right now. The money that's going to the military in terms of bonuses is absolutely phenomenal. Mm, they could cut some co- cut some costs if they implement oh, the draft. Oh God, yeah. I mean, I mean, they know they have to have it, and. You know, the other thing people fail to realize is, you know, President Bush, I mean, with all the, you know, bonehead moves that he pulled, he didn't do things like come up with the rendition program. And I've got to say this for my mother. Mom, I know you're not listening, but the rendition program was started in 1995. It was designed by Michael Scheuer, the head of the CIA's bin Laden unit. It, really? At the behest of the, yeah, at the at the behest of the Clinton administration. So it was going on for five years when Bushy got elected. Right. So. I mean, that's interesting. I'd never heard that before, but it's so believable. I mean, everybody acts as though all of the police state changes happened during oh, the Bush administration. Goodness. Did the anyone anti- forget about Waco? Okay, yeah. Well, I had it all written down because I was just, you know, this is my first opportunity to sort of let loose a little bit. <laughs> And I'm like, well, we got Ruby Ridge, we got Waco, we got Janet Reno, yeah. we've got that anti-terror bill that happened after Oklahoma City, and we've got Ian Gonzalez, yep. now that I live in Florida, being sent back to the workers' paradise. And, you know, the killer for me is, you know, I'm driving around Tampa, and I've got this Prius in front of me. It had to be a Prius, didn't it? Uh, with a Che Guevara sticker next to an Obama sticker with that, oh, with that classic... With that classic Russian, Eastern European, what, what is that, sort of a, a high-contrast acrylic? You, you know the style I'm talking about. Yeah, the, the font or whatever? Yeah, the, yeah, no, it's, the, it's, the Obama yeah. sticker. <laughs> it's just so stylish, you know? Yeah, everybody thinks it, Che is so cool, right? Che is so hot, so hip, and they I don't know, if, do they really know anything about him? No, the, well, the first, the first thing I asked when I... Is he called I, the butcher of, work... butcher of Santa Cruz? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's a funny thing that you mentioned butcher, because the first thing I asked, I worked at a fireworks store down here for a while, and the seasonal help that we get was mostly college students, and, you know, the inevitable Che t-shirt would show up at an interview. And first question is, do you you eat meat? What do you mean? I mean, do you like like steak? Yeah, I like steak. Well, you know, you can't get steak in Cuba. You you can get chicken, but beef, you really cannot get beef in Cuba. You can't even get cable television in Cuba unless you're on the black market. (laughs) It's just, you know, what I'm really getting at is that I went to one of these liberal, artsy-fartsy alternative high schools in Providence, Rhode Island, back in the 80s, you know, and it was truly liberal, you know, because they had 
all aspects of yeah i mean it was it was genuinely free and no no subject was taboo and and that's gone now there's no free discussion and you know god help you if you're on the wrong end of things and it's just a, a general ignorance and this laziness and people won't even well it's like the whole rendition program thing you know that it, it it's mind numbing that rather than listen to me they'll say well that cannot be true and that's the end of it. Well, that's right. That's cognitive dissonance kicking in. People oh. are hearing what you're saying, and it's challenging their belief system at their core, and they're just shutting you off, and that's just the way things work. And it's just, it's amazing. And that's why what we have to do is we have to get out there and say these things over and over again and have to have more people saying them. Uh, but it's frustrating, as our caller earlier suggested. It seems like everybody's just distracted by their television and their, you know, their trinkets and the things that they find important to them, and they just, uh, you know, they shut all this other stuff out. It's sad. Well, I, I found the I found the response for it, though. The, okay. You know, the response for it, and, you know, if you can get them to listen is, well, if it didn't happen the way that I'm telling it, why don't you tell me how it did happen? Oh, and they have no and idea. It, yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, you know, get back to me. You know, I'm not mad at you. Oh, but that's okay, yeah. John. John, Obama's <laughs> going to change everything. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Good to hear from you. 800-259-9231. Of course, we all know that's nonsense. He's just another part of the establishment. The establishment will continue. The government will continue to get more uh, intrusive, more oppressive, more expensive than it ever has been. He'll build upon the powers that uh, George Bush... Because that's what governments do. Right. He'll build upon the powers that George Bush aggregated up, uh, to himself, just as George Bush built upon the powers that uh, that Bill Clinton aggregated to himself. I mean, they're all in this together. And if you believe anything uh, if you believe anything outside of that, I'd love to hear from you, because it's poppycock. 800-259-9231. We continue with... Scott, listening to WKBK. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, good uh, good evening, uh, Mark. Ian. Oh, it's uh, Scott the Bigot. <laughs> yes, Scott the Bigot. Scott who hates it. everybody except for the people in his very, very small, uh, his very little, teeny little segment of uh, population that happens to believe the exact same things as him. Go ahead. There's a lot more of me than I assure you there are. They just don't call in uh, it call shows or whatever, and they... But I want to let you know something. Martin Luther King Day is coming up Monday. As you know, Obama's going to be inaugurated. Let's begin with Martin Luther King Day. That holiday must be abolished. Why? Uh, it's been railroaded down white people's throats. It's been forced upon us through affirmative action, reverse well, discrimination. Well, I, I agree with you that, um, that the Martin Luther King Day is, is, is somewhat offensive in the sense that uh, there are only two people. Um, it, it, you know, As far as holidays go, there are only two people that have their own holiday, and that's Jesus Christ and Martin Luther King. And so, therefore, one would be led to the conclusion that Martin Luther King is on the level of Jesus Christ, and I find that offensive. Scott, thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from you. What I think uh, should be done is that all government holidays should be abolished. And if you as a business owner want to decide to celebrate certain things and not celebrate other things, then that should be your decision. So I, I could agree. say that, Mark, we are going to take Christmas Day off because I find that important. Of course, I don't find that important, but I could say that as yeah, a business owner. And you've owner. never given me Christmas Day. Well, I mean, I've not. Can I like on. to say one thing? Oh, you're still Gentlemen? here? Thanks for the call, Scott. Hello? You, know, you called all <laughs> week long. You got your chance. 800-259-9231. We've got other callers with uh, more important things to spout than your nonsense bigotry hatred. 800-259-9231. 231. Hopefully you have something more constructive. But yes, generally, uh, the idea would be to get rid of all government holidays, and if I had my druthers, get rid of the government entirely. More coming up. You take control and replace it with, of course, voluntary market-based options. This is Free Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. Okay. 
This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free. It's the live Saturday edition. The number is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features we give away, including the updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop. Whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live, just go to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue with your phone calls and we talk to, I believe we have Vince in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hello, Vince. Hi, Mark and Ian. Hey, hey Vince. How are you? you guys in a long time. Yes, but, sir. Uh, What's on your mind? I wanted to talk. Uh, you had a call, a call about that, uh, that police search case in Arizona. Yeah, the it Supreme was in Court. in Arizona. Because I, I, our, our law school professor gave that to our study group. But it's, it's, it was a registratory that was uh, approved. It's going to be heard by the Supreme Court. So you're saying the Supreme Court has not made a decision on this yet? No, I'm not. There was another case a long time ago where they made a decision on that, and that single case was from Alabama. But I have to to get my notes together. I'll I'll be glad to send them to you uh, because it was approved to be heard by the Supreme Court. You're saying this was a long time ago? No, no, this was just. Your last Tuesday. Oh, okay, okay. So the Supreme Court has not yet heard the case, which our earlier caller suggested resulted in them saying that all the police needed to do was essentially say they were negligent in accidentally collecting uh, evidence of illegal activity without a warrant or legit or you know doing it illegally. Basically, as long as they negligently did it, then it would be okay. So you're so saying we'll go, that's that's what the previous courts from Arizona and all the way, I think. Through the federal appeals. Court. Do you think that the uh, the Supremes will back them up? Will they uh, will they agree with the earlier courts? Probably. That'll be pretty scary, huh, Vince? I mean, because I mean, all they got five justices that believe in police power. So. Yep. It's awful. Thanks for the call, but, man. Good hearing from yep. you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to Alex in New Jersey on the amp line. Alex, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, Alex in New Jersey, Ampline. Do I even have the phone turned on? I don't. Let's try it now. Um, I'm just going to say what I'm going to say because uh, I, I can't hear you at all. Because no, I've got you. You can't hear uh, us. I was reading a thing by uh, Alex Teitler, and um, he was talking about the liberty cycle. And what it'll do is it'll, um, it goes through eight steps. And he wrote that it goes from bondage to spiritual faith, spiritual faith to great courage, courage to liberty, Liberty to abundance, abundance to complacency, complacency to apathy, apathy to dependence, and from dependence back into bondage. 
so since I can't hear you right now, uh, I'm just going to listen on the air, and I was wondering if you could uh, give me your thoughts on that. All right. Thanks, Alex. I don't know what the f- problem with the phone is there, but uh, Mark, do you think we're dependent in the dependence or the bondage stage? Um, I think we're in independence, uh, moving uh, quickly towards bondage. Um, you know, I was... You know, the, the more you think about it, you know, I, I was uh, watching a video on the Internet uh, by um, Molyneux, Mol- Stéphane Molyneux, and uh, talking about the, uh, the the farms that uh, we are on, how it's... Freedomainradio.com is his yeah, website. It's uh, li- labor farms, essentially, are what countries are. And, you know, how much... What is the difference between a slave and what we are? And I... I don't see a lot of difference. You know that tax that they um, – there's a tax. If you decide that you want to become an expatriate and leave the country, take all of your assets with you and move to Costa Rica or whatever, there's a tax that you have to pay on the way out the door. Is exit that, tax. Yeah, there's an exit tax for the country. Now, slaves, even in the time of chattel slavery in the United States, which is what people generally think of when we talk about slaves, mm-hmm. even in that time, slaves could buy their freedom or mm. other people could buy their freedom for them. Now – uh, hold, if I have to pay a tax on the way out of the country, am I not essentially paying a, for my own freedom? If, if if that's the only freedom you have left is the freedom to leave, no, because all the other freedoms have been compromised in some way, shape, or form. Um, and if you have, if your freedom is compromised, you simply don't have freedom, right? Correct. You either so, have it or you don't. They, you have the freedom to complain in this country, and you have the freedom to leave. Now, um, you don't have the freedom to complain using uh, using vulgarities on the radio, but you still have essentially the uh, the freedom to complain. So the only freedom that you have left in the country is the freedom to complain. You yeah. don't have the right to bear arms. You don't have the right to free speech. You don't have the right to, uh, you, you know, don't have the right to your, your own religion. Look at the Rastafarians. You don't. I mean, look at the Amish. It's all yeah. The, they're going after the Amish. If your if your religion says that you don't deal with a higher power than um, Jesus Christ, well then you don't. Then you, the, what's the government then? It's just men and women operating at the force of, um, at the, you know, the threat of but violence against each other. they have a majority. The, the majority said they should do what the they're The majority doing. of the people are not you God. You voted for it. You voted for it. I didn't vote for anything. The Amish people well, don't we vote. Well, we voted for it. The Amish people don't vote. How can you tell vote. the Amish people what to do? It's it's called mob rule, and most of us voted for it, and now it, you're going right. to do what it's we say. It's not most of us. Most of Americans don't even bother to get their butts out of their seats well, and go vote. Well, most of the people like me who want to control you, we're the ones that voted for it so now you'll do as we say sucker absolutely you will do as they say or someone with a gun will come along and put you in a jail cell and if you don't want to go they're liable to shoot you or tase you or do whatever the hell they want pretty much and so really what is the difference um and if if a slave gives all of his labor to the master um then how much and your labor is represented by the money that you earn how much of your money that you earn do you have to give to the master in order to be a slave is 1% enough to be a slave? Is 99% enough to be a slave? Well, here in the United States, the numbers are somewhere, depending on how much money you make. And remember, I'm not just talking about income tax. I'm talking about income tax, sales tax, property tax, transfer taxes. Uh, how about know, cost employ- of regulations? Employment taxes, social security taxes, uh, the cost of regu- regulations that the government puts on businesses that can simply not be quantified. 60%. You're being conservative. 70% of your income? We continue. Depends on how much money you make. Are you 60 or 70% a slave? Think about it. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to OJ, listening in Nebraska. OJ, you are on Free Talk Live. OJ? 
Are you there, sir? Going once. OJ going twice. He's a cop. Maybe got a call. All right, we continue with Michael listening to Radio Free Oklahoma. Michael, you're on Free Talk Live. What's going on, guys? I was wondering, does anyone care to comment on the state of militias in this country, and in particular in the South, say like states like Texas or Oklahoma? I don't know. I don't really ever hear much about militias these days. Have you? No, not at all. That's what... I uh, I imagine disturbing, isn't it? <laughs> are you still there? It is very disturbing. Oh, okay. I, I imagine that if there are militias out there, and I imagine there are, uh, they probably keep their heads down, considering they had some really uh, th- there was a militia or two in the mid 1990s or late 90s that got some negative press, and it seems like any time the word militia pops up uh, in anything, uh, Mich- in Michigan to, is the next word that follows it. <laughs> well, well, in, is any in any regards to uh, you know the popular culture, it seems like they're getting uh, slanted and they're getting slandered, and and so. I don't blame them for keeping quiet and and well, staying su- out of view. Supposedly, that's our right as citizens, isn't it? It is supposedly your and, right. And, sure. and okay. you know what? In most constitutions, it's an obligation. It's a duty of a citizen to right. be uh, exactly. a member of the uh, the militia. Right. So okay, guys. Well, that's what I was wondering. Basically, I don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where we uh, accept another revolt uh, in this country, even if it is for righteous reasons, like uh, like we might have now. I would like a peaceful revolt. I uh, I think that if you just have a militia and you go around toting your guns around, dressing in camo, you're just going to give the uh, the you're government. Ju- you're going to give the guy who's in charge of the militia. If he happens to win, he's going to be the next guy in charge. Well, you and... know, I really think that that might be a stereotype of militias. I think that they're there to protect us, kind of like they say the police force is now. Wait a minute. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Wait. Before you go on, didn't the leader of the last militia that was successful in overthrowing the government in this country get to be the uh, the first guy in charge? You are correct. Okay, so I think that uh, I, I think there's some value in keeping and bearing arms. I think there is some value, but I also think there's more value in doing peaceful disobedience and keeping our revolt that you suggested peaceful. Uh, if you've got more comments, we'll bring you back here in a moment. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Your thoughts on militias or anything. This is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, join the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It'll cost you 3 bucks a month. Now, you know if you've been to our website that we give the features away free. So this is above and beyond all that. Is If you want to help us get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board, and help spread the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible, you can help us out with 3 bucks a month. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All of the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. That again, amp.freetalklive.com. FreeTalkLive.com, which reminds me, Mark, I want to welcome our three newest affiliates. Uh, WGIR in Manchester, New Hampshire, WGIP in Exeter, New Hampshire, and WGIN in the Rochester and Seacoast regions of New Hampshire. So it's actually a trimal cast. It's the WGIR radio network, basically. Right. And they are adding our, they've taken our Saturday show as of last week. So welcome aboard to all of those New Hampshireites that may be experiencing the show uh, for the first time. And of course, uh, you've, you're, you're listening to a program that's originating in New Hampshire, but we're also on 40 something plus radio stations across just the country. just about listen to Free Talk Live anywhere in New Hampshire when, um, at least on Saturday night. 
Just about. Just yeah. anywhere in New Hampshire where it's populated. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's that uh, you know that that top two thirds of the state where well one third of the population lives but, or something like that. The reason why we're on WGIR has a lot to do with the fact that we have an AMP program and that our listeners contribute money to this show to help us get on more stations. So thank you for uh, for those of you out there who are amplifiers. And if you want to become one, go to amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your phone calls about what you want. We're going to try OJ again. OJ, who is a law enforcement officer in Nebraska. You are on Free Talk. Hi there. Hey there. Yeah, I, I could hear you guys. Apparently you couldn't hear me. Sorry but about that. It might be my phone. Anyway, uh, a couple of nights ago you were talking about child pornography. Well, what they call child pornography, they they were alleging that teenage girls and boys taking pictures of themselves nude was child pornography. I, for one, believe child pornography involves children, not people past the age of puberty, children who are forced into sexual positions on camera. But go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, I I, I fully agree. And I think anybody that's that's going after what you described with, with teenagers sending text message photos to each other, is misinterpreting the statutes, either that or they're poorly written, wherever that is, because that is not the intent uh, of of laws against child pornography. Uh, over the years, I have investigated uh, three cases of child pornography that come to mind, and and I can tell you it's, it's fairly atrocious. How did you, um, as a, I mean, so I, these three cases were really, really with children? Yes. How okay. did you come yes. across this? As I mean, it seems to me that you're a patrol officer, just from judging by your calls. Um, how did you get assigned to these cases? Well, uh, I'm, I've always been a little bit of a, a computer geek and kind of a small agency. We, we don't have specialized uh, services. I did go to a, a, a class on, or several classes actually, on investigating co- computer crimes. And uh, I have been called upon when when we get such reports. Oh, um, I see. Okay, so somebody suggested that somebody might be involved in these things, and you were the investigator. Got it. Oh yeah. Although the most recent one, it was a computer repair shop that that oh, called boy. us because somebody had a problem with their computer and brought it in, and right there on on the desktop was a folder that marked kitty porn. Uh oh, <laughs> dear God. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, just a tip uh, for anybody sending your computer into a repair shop: don't leave the kitty porn folder on the desktop. In fact, you might and want to encrypt that's it. That's not a funny name for uh, any other folder that has anything else in no. it either. I mean, like there's some jokes that you don't make, and that's one. So go ahead. Yeah, well, and, and it actually was. Uh, you <laughs> mentioned that uh, there, there's a federal repository of of child pornography. So I hear. Um, well, uh, the the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, does maintain a database, and they, they actually do have have the materials. Uh, they have a postal inspector working with them, and his job is to to coordinate with with other law enforcement agencies. They they contact him, and you you send the the evidence or copy the evidence to to them, and he checks to to see if there's any identified victims from previous cases. In this last case, I did uh, I did have several results return, uh, and this guy had hundreds, hundreds of pictures and movie mm-hmm. files and and whatnot. I think we came up, I believe it was seven uh, identified victims, and what I found odd was that uh, I don't think a single one of them was in the United States. Oh. 
Okay, so then then it's my understanding that the person you're dealing with was not the pornographer. He was not the individual who was uh, no. forcing children into sexual positions on camera. No, he, he was not. I don't believe he... Uh, I, I personally do not believe him to be a criminal. He may be distasteful. He may be despicable. Highly distasteful. But I don't believe that he is a criminal. I don't you know, believe he's done anything wrong. I can't get on board with my partner here, OJ. What do you think? Well, I, I, see, what he, I see where he's coming from. The the problem is the the people that produce this stuff and and market it they're they're doing it so they can sell it or at least distribute sure. it they're they're gaining something from it or they wouldn't do it of course um, so the the people that that are viewing these things hold on well they're creating a demand for a product and just like other prohibited products drugs guns gambling prostitution and services, just like other pro- uh, prohibitions, uh, inevitably there will be people to provide their, uh, to provide the product they're looking for. So it's the same situation. You can crack down as hard as you want uh, on as many of the users as you want to, give them a rap sheet that'll last them their entire lives, uh, you know, putting them into the sex offender system when they haven't actually harmed another individual. Uh, you're not going to stop the demand for it because, you know, the fact is when they do these searches, when they, when they do these big uh, child porn busts, you always end up catching people from the trailer parks to the doctor's offices. I mean, they're all over the place, and they're never who you think they are, well, and and they're never, well, virtually never, the actual creators of the how porn. How about this? How about, a, how about a step in the middle for just a second? Um, let's say for a second that we stop prosecuting people for looking at pictures of teenagers that are above the age of consent. That's crazy. And we'll stop prosecuting people that uh, are looking at, uh, you know, drawn pictures of child porn. Because Simpsons that's, porn? That's, yeah, that's the craziest thing, going after, uh, you know, people, you know, just drawings of kids yeah. having sex. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and and how about that for a middle step? I mean, because I, oh, I can absolutely agree with that. It's a good step, but the fact is, you know, and I know, Mark, that they don't stop; they continue they going. So it's first. True. The first step was to stop people from taking, you know, uh, marketing these photos of uh, nude children or whatever that, that are having sex, and then it went to just nude children, and so you know, kids that are in the bathtub. Now it's that's child porn, and now it's uh, now it's drawings, and now it's not just drawings; now it's drawings of cartoon characters having sex. I mean, it, so they they, they just keep going down the path and you know before you know it uh everybody's going to be in a jail cell oh it's yeah it's gotten ridiculous the way it's going one thing that you might not be considering though is and when i'm talking about child pornography i'm talking about actual child pornography uh, prepubescent children uh being subjected to sexual contact sexual penetration it's disgusting and it it being photoed or photographed or video recorded there's no doubt that when, it's absolutely despicable, but it wasn't this guy who was doing it to his kids, no. right? It was somebody else in Bavaria or something like that. Yeah, but he his computer specifically and possibly his computer has has records of where that where he got that from, and he may know exactly who he got it from. In most cases, they do because you know it, it's usually traded. Um, well, I'm not going to go into detail. Can I? Let me make a suggestion to you, OJ. Just, to, just as a uh, something to throw out there for you to think about here, because I know where you're coming from. I mean, these are despicable people. There's no doubt about it. But we had a uh, we had a pedophile on this show one time. Not on the, not the behind the mics, but he called the show, and we I think we had like an hour long conversation with the guy. It was distasteful. And he really gave us a uh, look into the mindset of somebody that might be into something like this. And what he was telling us was, you could go out. 
and you could bust every single one of the child pornographers out there, and these guys will get their jollies off of opening up a Sears catalog and looking at little, you know, little kids in the underwear section. It doesn't even have to be real so-called porn for these people to uh, to get off. Are we going to start putting people in jail and putting them on the sex offender list if we catch them with a page torn out from the Sears catalog? I mean, how how far do we go with it? I think you stop at, at the point where you're you're actually ultimately going after the people that are victimizing the children. And the, your your Sears catalog model there probably wasn't victimized. But you, whereas, so you are saying uh, that you don't think that a possessor should be arrested? No, you, you're saying you should. Oh, you you got to. I, I think you have to be able to apply some pressure to them in order to uh, to go after the, the people that are actually doing the harm. Thanks for the call, OJ. Appreciate the thoughts. I agree. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I think the people that are doing the harm are probably pretty well insulated, and you, you'll you barely ever see any stories of them getting caught. Hour three coming up. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the live Saturday edition of the program. Toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. All right, so we continue here with your phone calls. That is the point of the program. And ladies, come first. We go to Dana listening in Texas. Dana, you're on Free Talk Live. Evening, guys. How are y'all doing? Dana, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to your call with the uh, law enforcement gentleman a little bit ago and the pornography, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And realizing and understanding that there are two crimes that are always recidivism, and you can never cure them. One is theft, stealing, and the other one is uh, child molestation. I'm assuming with that would go the sickness of Hold on. Point of clarification, Dana. um, Dana, I've got a lot of experience in the criminal justice system. I spent nine years in prison. Um, And I'll tell you that the the numbers numbers on thieves um, actually are something like a little above 50%. I will agree that you have picked the top two. But, um, the top two lowest recidivist rates? No, the top, or top two, two highest recidivist rates. Highest recidivism, which means that they go back and re They go back. They, they, gotcha. they, they do it again. And uh, you have picked the hi- the two highest. Now, that I, I would like to make another point of clarification that child molestation is not sex offense. It's not the same thing because sex offenders are child molesters. However, child, all child, uh, all sex offenders are not child molesters. So the, um, you know, there's people t- tend to lump them in the same category. And so that's not entire. Uh, so yes, what you've said is true to some extent, but thieves, yeah, you can reform thieves a little bit. Well, actually thieves can reform themselves if they choose to go ahead. Well, my point being, and I hate to put you guys on the spot with this, but I have always wondered from a male perspective, and I know there are some female pornographers, child molesters, or whatever, very, very, very low percentage over the overall population of those kind of perverts. But from a male perspective, what makes a male want to do this? 
Why well, did they get their jollies like you were saying out of even the Sears catalog for Pete's sake? Well, it's well, it's it, Dana. It would be very difficult to say. I mean, you don't find. Uh, you, I assume you're. I'm, we're going to assume for a second that you're heterosexual. You don't find young boys to be attractive, do you? Sexually attractive, do you? Oh, goodness, no. Yeah, I don't find young girls to be sexually attractive, although I do find women to be. But there was a, st- a story about a teacher just this week we were talking about who was in her late 20s who found a 13-year-old boy to be attractive enough to have sex with him 300 times over a, a period of a year and a half or, or two years. Yeah, uh, no, absolutely, men are pro- uh, more likely to, to, to commit like this because men's sexual urges, I, I think if you, t- if you look at the bell curve, are f- you know, more powerful than women's sexual urges. They're, they're more driven. Than by them, and that's the reason we still have humans on the planet. Well, I mean, if there are any pedophiles out there listening tonight who want to answer the question, obviously you Ugh. would give a much better insight into this. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. But Dana, can I uh, let me get a point of clarification here? When you're asking that question, why are men interested in uh, this stuff? Are you specifically talking about child pornography involving people before the age of puberty doing sexual things on uh, camera? Yes. Okay, so you're excluding teenagers. You're not including like a 14 or 15. You know, teenagers to me, in this day and time, they want to know about everything. So I think at a point in time they're going to try and experience everything at least once. Well, I'm not talking about what... It's the adult mind, the grown male that finds this kinky and gets off on it. I find that, how do you explain this? I've never known anyone with that kind of perversion that was aware to me that that's what they did in my lifetime. Yeah, all right. And I've always, you know, it's kind of like the criminal mind. What makes them do what they do? Well, first of all, let's clear let's clear out the teenage uh, th- thing right away. The reason why males uh, are interested in teenage age uh, young women is simply because that's biologically what a lot of them are programmed for. I mean, right, it's it, not it, even a pedophile; it's an ephebiophile. That's an ephebiophile. People confuse the two. Uh, they'll you know people will call somebody who's interested in a 14 or 15 year old girl a pedophile, and it's not accurate. Uh, they're that's what they're doing. They're following in many cases a uh, an an urge that's based on the fact that once a teenager reaches, uh, once a young person reaches puberty, they are effectively ready to make babies. Now, in our society, that's not uh, something that tends to, to happen or should happen because they're just not mentally uh, prepared for it because we keep them children as long as possible, the uh, infantilization of this country, which is a whole other issue. So, wiping the teenage issue off, then we get to the real weird uh, the situation of why would somebody be interested in somebody who, who cannot even physically physically have sexual relations, should they have even been able to understand what they are and have a desire for them, they cannot even physically have them. Well, then we're into the really bizarro world of just sickness. And, and you know, the, the answer to the question of why this would happen, well, there's the easy, uh, the easy answer of something happened to them. And that they're kind of uh, passing on the uh, the cycle of abuse. Maybe their uncle uh, molested them when they were younger, and now they're trying to uh, reenact that somehow. For whatever reason, it it damaged their their brain to the extent that they are trying to recreate that. That's a possibility. Can I of course, stop you right there yes. and ask a question. Mm-hmm. What percentage of pedophiles is this the reason why they are? Do you have any study percentages as to you know, based on 100 cases, 90% of them, this is what happened, or it has nothing to do with it, or it's a very low percentage of a past experience in their own life that set them in this direction as 
at an I early know. age, or especially as an adult. I have no studies. I'm just going to speculate I've for you. I've seen the numbers um, are are quite high of people that have had those, and I also, but I also Being wonder how molested? many. But yeah, they have been molested uh, as kids. But I wonder about that because if you're in prison as a pedophile and you're given some kind of survey, and I don't know how they would get that survey to somebody without uh, pointing them out as a pedophile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, if you're if you're taking that survey, it convicts have a tendency to try to absolve themselves of guilt because it's the guilt that's keeping them in prison. If they could somehow absolve themselves of guilt, they would get out. So they try to foist the guilt onto other people. I think that they may, I don't know, it, 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 I would imagine some of them are lying. Also, I'd like to point out that I'm trying to recall, it's been a couple years at least since we talked to the pedophile on this show, and maybe somebody can dig up the ar, figure out which archive it was, and post it online so people can listen to this and refresh what this guy had to say. But I, as I recall, and I think you were there that night, Mark. Oh yeah, don't uh, send it to me. I didn't enjoy it. As I recall, what he said was that he's always been this way, and he denied having any sort of uh, molestation in his past. That he'd always been attracted to uh, to young boys, and he pointed out, and I think it's an important thing to point out, uh, just to to come to at least some of their defense that many people who are pedophiles are not interested in sex with children. I'd like to point that out. Uh, there are some of them that are just, you know, absolute sickos and would uh, molest a baby if they could, but some of them uh, uh, would call themselves a, a boy lover. Like if we're talking about male-male, they would call themselves boy lovers, and they the are interested. They're in, I'm, tr- I'm just telling you, they're interested in spending time with very, very young people, but not necessarily buggering them. So they're even within the pedophile camp, there are, you know, I think there are some, some differentiations that need to be made. Why is it that people end up this way? I don't know if we'll ever have uh, a real solid answer that is in any way consistent across all of, uh, of pedophilia, but that's my answer for you, Dana. Any thoughts? From my perspective, I find it something difficult to put my mind around because as a person that does not get intrigued or even the slightest interested in being this kind of behavior, I'm trying to understand why it is so bad, why it's getting worse, and what is making people do this. I don't know if it's getting worse. I don't know if that's the case. I think that what you're seeing is the information society is passing on those stories when they do pop up, and they're so outrageous and so despicable that you may take note of them more often and believe that they're actually on the increase. I can't imagine that there would be any reason why something like this would be on the increase. I think what you're talking about is a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of sexual deviance that would be engaging in something like this, and I don't think it's a very large percentage at all. Thank you for the call tonight. 800 259 Yep, thank you. 800-259-9231. Chris in Florida, listening to WFLA. You're on Free Talk Live. Everyone up. Chris, what's Hello? on your mind? Yeah, I uh, heard your conversation. I had to give you a call. Uh, it's true. We do live in a prison, work in a prison, die in a prison, and you know, die in a prison as a rule with the way things really are. And I think the media has destroyed the sanity of the average American. I'd like you to expound on your point here in a moment. We're going to bring you back, Chris. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. The media and the prison, how are they related? It's Free Talk Live. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And, uh, by the way, those features do include the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. And get interactive. WIKI.freetalklive.com. You know, we've been talking about, and we're going to continue here with the phone calls in a moment, but we've been talking about the idea that uh, everybody lives on a big farm or that the United States is essentially a big prison. And all, all, all countries are prisons. Yes, yeah, that all uh, countries are farms or prisons, and uh, we're having our wealth extracted from us by our masters. And, you know, we're, we're allowed to move to a new farm or a new prison, but you've got to pay the master's uh, dues in order to do that, and you've got to jump through whatever hoops master puts up for you. And if you're getting tired of living in, on the farm and having your wealth extracted from you, you might want to look into the Free State Project. Head over to freestateproject.org and learn more about the movement of thousands of liberty-loving people all to the same geographic region. We're all moving to the farm or the prison of New Hampshire, which you know, the, the guards aren't as nasty in this particular <laughs> prison, and the, you know, the, the master isn't quite as, as bad, and we're hoping to turn things around, and we're working on that, and it's, uh, there already have been hundreds of people that have moved. Go to freestateproject.org and learn more about it. We look forward to seeing you at the upcoming Liberty Forum, which is a great opportunity to actually come up here and see New Hampshire and meet all of these actors. Activists, and uh, also meet some big names like Glenn Jacobs. You might know him from the WWE as Kane. He's going to be there speaking. So many other names. We're not going to have time to go through the whole list. Go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to learn more about that. And you can use our discount code to save 10%. 2009 FTL. That's 2009 FTL. Saves 10% on the 2009 Liberty Forum at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. As we continue, Chris in Florida, who was listening to, to WFLA. Uh, Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, thanks. First, I want to applaud the fact that you seem to be a truth seeker. Well, thank you, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. Yeah, because most of the people in the media would never come close to some of the things you're saying. They're very cogent. Um, yes, we do live in a... You know, I think somebody wrote once in a, in a poem or a song, we're born in a prison, we work in a prison, we live in a prison, and we die in a prison as a rule. Reach for yourself and your battered mate. Wood becomes flute when it is loved. Um, now, the media, remember in The Wizard of Oz? The yes. Wizard and, and, and the screen? Sure. Well, whoever wrote, whoever wrote The Wizard of Oz was the closest to describing our situation with the government, in my opinion. We were born looking for courage. We're born looking for a heart and a brain and a home. And we never really do find it. And we're always expecting the wizard or the government or the land of Oz or the Washington, D.C. Or, or Moscow or someplace to solve all of our problems for us. And the man on the screen is the media. You know, the, that's the really controlling device. Without the media, they cannot enact laws and enforce laws. Um, you know, well, how, how was I supposed to know this is a law? How, how am I supposed to, to know this is illegal? Well, the media, that's how you're supposed to know. Mm. So the media is the all-controlling man on the screen. And in my opinion, most of us are like the cowardly lion who runs away from the wizard after he bellows a few bellows of smoke. The lion runs out, trying to scamper out of the castle. Oh, 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 oh. That's all of us when it comes to the real issues that affect our lives. What do you think? I'd, I'd say that's spot on. Uh, I, I'm glad you held on so the, long. I, I don't back. know about the analogies. They, they, they kind of, they're a little dizzying for me, but I, I think that you, they could be fleshed out for people and uh, that they, you know, they, they might be able to see it. But, 
you know, the fact is, everything you've said, I have to agree that people are just petrified of the government and their uh, their power, um, and they're not willing to stand up and do anything. I've had my I, I, I've had my wife tell me not to put blog posts up because she's afraid that federal agents are looking at them and are going to come after me or something. Yeah. It's just, I mean, that's fear. The amount of fear that people live underneath is crippling, and I think you're absolutely right. People would love to think of themselves as courageous, but where's the evidence? Right now, when, when I include my own mother and brothers and sisters and, and all my relatives in this class, I call the whole world a slob, including my own, my own flesh and blood, okay? I used to be a slob, and I'm still a slob in respects, but the media, for example, Michael Jackson probably right, rightfully deserved to be exposed for his uh, peccadillos. With young boys, yeah, but but the media plays favorites. Uh, in 1992, in Belfast, Maine, a 43-year-old uh, author murderer was convicted of statutory rape, but we never heard about it. Author Stephen King with a 15-year-old oh, girl. Oh, you got us again! <laughs> it was a great call. Thanks so, for the call. Tell, tell us about this conviction. He's he was good. convicted of sex with a 15-year-old in 1992 in Belfast, Maine. He had to pay a large fine. I've also heard from a lot of people in Maine. He now, you understand that 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 would be a, a, a slanderous statement. Yes, well, I guess that's oh, libelous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's being I'm recorded. In Sar- I'm in Sarasota right now, and I've been driving around with my LennonMurderTruth.com van, and he hasn't denied it yet. <laughs> hasn't denied it. Hasn't denied it in 26 years. I, I ran him out of Maine, you know. Interesting. Well, thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I think he changes his name. That guy when he calls. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's the guy, in case you don't know, in case you're just listening for the first time. He's called a few weeks in a row, and he has referenced that he believes that Stephen King murdered John Lennon at the behest of the U.S. federal government. I don't know about that, but I did like his comments about the prison. I think it was spot on there. 800-259-9231. We continue here, and we talk to Adam, listening to WSC-FM in South Carolina. Hello, Adam. Adam, you are on the air, going once. Adam in Hi, South Carolina. Um- Hello there. Yeah, there was a, there's actually a couple things that have come up as I've been listening uh, that I wanted to talk about. But, Certainly. Uh, the first thing, I, for a while, I never actually continued with this, but I was a psych major for a while. I may be able, I might be able to answer that woman's question about the pedophiles. Oh, before you do that, uh, one of my producers did dig up the date we had the pedophile on the show. Uh, it was June 14th of 2006. So if you can go back and dig up that episode of Free Talk Live, you can listen to like an, at least an hour-long interview with this guy taking phone calls and stuff like that. But go ahead with your thoughts, sir. Yeah, sure. Um, in my abnormal human sexual behavior class that I took uh, as a part of the degree, we pretty much we delved into this a lot. And one of the things that seemed to be a pretty common theme among pedophiles was that they're, it's not actually a sexual attraction in the traditional sense. It's more of a psychological attraction to the innocence inherent in a young child. Um, generally, this person is going to be unable to have a normal adult relationship, whether they are uh, mentally just not quite capable of relating to another adult mm-hmm. or if they've had uh, a traumatic relationship experience in the past or perhaps a lot of times if they've had a very uh, – you know, this kind of goes against the, the ingrained uh, – uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, gender roles that basically our, our psyches drive us towards. If a male has had a very domineering girlfriend, wife, whatever, that's kind of 
for lack of a better word, sapped him of his masculinity. That can be one of the factors. That, uh, granted, that wouldn't be a primary factor, but it could be one of the factors that tends to have him seek out a more innocent person, someone who doesn't have the the inherent, uh, well, just all the things that are wrong with adults in general. You know, I mean, yeah. adults tend to, to be a, a, a lot harder to deal with than children are. And, and that's one of the, the common themes that you'll look at is, more attracted to the innocence than they are to the um, to the body or to the the physical looks. Of Interesting the observations. I know you had another reason you were calling, so hang on, we'll bring you back as well. Plus, uh, phone lines are loading up. If you're on hold, we'll get to you here. 800-259-9231. It's the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up what you want. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. The Sankle CAI toll-free line is 1-800-259-9231. That again, 800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free. We've got archives, so if you need to listen to what you've missed, it goes back for an entire year completely free right there on the front page of the website at freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls, we go back to Adam listening in South Carolina to WSCFM. Adam, I know you had another reason you were calling in originally, so I wanted to give you a chance to get that out. Go ahead. Yeah, the, the main thing I wanted to talk about, I, I heard you tell that guy to stop paying his, uh, his property taxes. Yes, yeah, so we need a property tax revolt. Protest. And I agree. I think it's ridiculous that you can own something in full and still have to basically pay rent to the government in order to keep it. Yep. Um, that, that's actually sort of become that's something that I kind of made a, uh, a life ambition. Right now I'm saving up the money to buy a, a nice-sized plot of land and build a house on it. And my, my goal is, and I want to get y'all's input on this, if there's something I might be overlooking, I want to have a house that is self-sufficient, its own energy source, uh, water source, pretty much there's nothing that the government can cut off. And then I just want to refuse to pay taxes on it. Well, you're going to have to start. Refuse but to surrender it. Before you get to that point, you're going to have to refuse to uh, or to pull permits. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I, I want to, I'm, I'm thinking one of these uh, kind of lesser developed states that has a lot of open land where I might be able to do it kind of under the radar before they realize that it's been built. Um, I, I have a couple of uh, thoughts on this, and I thought about it myself. Um, well, first off, you don't necessarily have to have a permit to pull a uh, trailer up on there you can uh, you know just pull a mobile home kind of uh, situation up and depends on where you live try that in beverly hills it depends if you try it in new hampshire <laughs> try it in the free state baby yeah. um okay i don't know that i've ever heard of them cutting off the electricity to uh somebody who hasn't paid taxes of some sort or another if you want to be off the grid that's fine, but you need to want to be off the grid for your own reasons. I don't. I th- don't. There think, is that too. Right. That's that's fine. Um, I you know I, I've looked at being off the grid, and it seems to be remarkably expensive. Um, but well, there's there's been new. Uh, I, I know I told you I was doing psychology as a major now, but I switched over to physics before I completed my degree, and there's been some great advances in photovoltaics for solar power. Yeah. And uh, and that's sort of the direction I was looking at. I think I could rig something up myself for that. And that'd be the, great. the idea is, is I want this to be defensible, not not in the sense of, of trading bullets with you know government officials or anything, but to where oh, they yeah. cannot force me to leave that house. 
I love the idea, and I'd like to encourage you to look into the Free State Project and come up here and do it here in New Hampshire, where you could have activists uh, on your side who many of them can actually help you build the house, uh, but also they would be willing, most of them would be willing to come and, you know, sit and do civil disobedience. If the, if the government was to come after you, you might be able to find people that would come and sit in front of a bulldozer with you instead of just being all alone somewhere else and just being, you know, kind of the lone, the lone nut that the news reports on about how the government came and, you know, run right rough shot over you and uh, just stole your house from you. I think you might have a better chance at success if you're here in New Hampshire. I, for one, have uh, have essentially pledged that once there are four other people, four of the property owners here in Keene, New Hampshire, willing to join me, I will stop paying uh, 60% of the property tax bills as they come through, and I will return that 60% to my tenants uh, on my the duplex that I own. So just to prove to people that it's not about the money, it's not about me keeping that money, it's about giving it to the people that it rightfully belongs to in the first place. And so... Well, that's highly, a good point too. Highly too. recommend you go to freestateproject.org, check that out, and you'll see that there is an activist network up here just waiting to help people like you out that actually have the courage to do something about this tyranny. Thanks for the call tonight. 1-800-259-9231. We go to the ladies, Diana, listening to Radio Free Austin, I believe. Diana, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Diana. Hello. You are on the air. How you doing? Well, thank you. I was kind of... Uh crazy call because, well, I don't know, it's just really hard for what I'm going through now, but I'm from New Hampshire. That's the good news. I'm from, I was born and raised in Bedford, New Hampshire. Okay. And I love your show. Thanks. I love your show. And, uh, right, I heard, well, I got out of work, uh, we're workers. My husband is a Vietnam veteran, and the reason I'm calling is, one of your topics, I was catching, I've got a lot on my mind now, I'm sorry. Pick one. I We've only got was, time for one. Go. All right. If I was afraid to call because a lot of reasons, but nevertheless, he's a disabled vet from Vietnam. Came back with one leg, came back messed up, but still married to the guy. I love him. And um, unfortunately, um, we had a run-in with someone here, and I called the Americans Finest for help, and they would not help us. You call the police? When you say America's Finest, you mean the, the police? Yes. And, and how, how would they not help? Um, because they said they would wait. If it got really bad, they would be there. I said, really bad? This man was going around assaulting people. And he's like a big boy type. And the police, America's Finest... Um, wouldn't do anything. You know, it's so and sad, just, and there are so many stories of the police just either ignoring reports and having people uh, so, having people be victimized as a result of them not doing anything, complete inaction, and, and I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, it's a frustrating situation well, to deal with. Um, yeah, so, they waited until it was too late. I assaulted the guy. I did. And, you know, I'm thinking about going back to New Hampshire or going somewhere um, so wait, wait, I'm sorry, you, you suggested that the police said you were the one doing the assaulting? They wouldn't do anything. They're there to protect and serve. They didn't protect and serve anybody. No, that's not their job, and it's it's a myth. And I thank you for the mm -hmm. call tonight. Uh, just, to, just to briefly explain, there may very well be police that are on various different departments around the country that have the best of intentions and that absolutely want to help. I know those folks are out there. I've met some of them. Okay? I know that. Um, however... 
the reality of the situation is no one, no one in your local police department is obligated to help you with anything. They're not obligated to come when you call them. They're not obligated to do anything of any sort to assist you. They do not have an obligation to protect and serve you. Their job is to protect and serve the state. Now, some of them might want it to be otherwise. They might wish it were otherwise. They might wish they were doing other things with their time, like actually going after real criminals. But that's just not the reality of it. And the Supreme Court backs them up. You have no, they have no obligation to protect you. The Supreme Court has reaffirmed this over and over again. They can stand by while you are being murdered. After you have called them, you could be being stabbed to death in front of the police, and they could be standing there, and they could shoot and kill the guy stabbing you, but if they don't, they are not responsible. They are completely unliable now, from this. think about this for a second. You have to look at this from the point of view of a, a free market, um, in the sense that, well, if... Your bike gets stolen. Are the cops responsible for, uh, you know, getting your bike back? Do they have to get it back? Do they have to pay for it uh, to, you know, because they didn't fail to to, to guard it? Well, if you hired a security company, would they be responsible? Yep. Yeah, I think they would. You it's could fire them if you, you didn't you like it. You certainly um, could uh, put it in the contract that, look, and, and uh, if, if something gets stolen, you're responsible for making up for it. And I'm sure that uh, some security company that really wanted your business would do that. They'd take that deal. Sure, they'd, they'd back it up with an insurance policy or something so like that. So now you can see the difference. Cops aren't there to provide you with security. Right. They're and if not. you're disappointed, well, too flipping bad. And so then what you end up with is situations where police officers are, you know, off giving tickets and raising revenue for the uh, the, the state or the town depending on where you are, um, you know, rather than out trying to solve crimes. And you also Which is up, what likely they would prefer they started, to be doing. Yeah, that's what they, many of them got into it for. But then you also end up with situations where people have their beliefs shattered about the police. I mean, they were, uh, they were brought up believing that, that Officer Friendly is there to help and that if you just need something, you call the cops and they'll help you out. But then when you actually come to the reality and you come to understanding that that's not what happens, that they do whatever it is that they want to do, sometimes it might help, but if they don't, too bad. There's nothing you can do about it. Once you come to that uh, conclusion, it can be pretty shocking. It can be pretty uh, earth-shattering to people that have always believed in the system and believed that the police were out there protecting them and keeping them safe to find out that mm, it's not really true and that they have no obligations to protect you. Supreme Court's backed it up again and again. So if there's no obligation for them to protect you... What obligation do you have back to them, them being the government? 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. We will try to sneak you in. I'm not going to give you the number, though, because the phones are loaded up. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away. Now, if you like this show... And you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. whole list of things you can do, most of them totally free or very low cost. Go to promote.freetalklive.com and help us out. Get this show into more ears around the country and around the world. All right, so we continue here with your phone calls, and we go to another lady listener. Rain is listening to WSJM-FM in Benton Harbor, Michigan. Hello, Rain. Hi, this is Rain. Hi, I want to say I'm a first-time listener, and I love the show. Thank you. Welcome aboard. What's on your mind tonight? We'll make you mad at some point, Rain. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I like people who make me mad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I chimed in on the part where someone, you were talking about the fear of the government that people have, mm-hmm. and I'm just sick of America. It's time that we stand up 
and speak our voices or take action. It seems like everybody always calls in with a big problem, but they never call with a solution to a problem. They're always looking for someone on the outside to take care of their problem. Yep. America, get off your rusty dusties and take care of it yourself. Well, you're right. I mean, isn't it sort of the American way to want to have a pill they can pop to solve whatever it is the problem might be? And essentially, that you know, that's what they want. They want an easy solution. They see all the problems. The problems are pretty easy to identify, but they don't know what the root of the cause is, and if they can identify the root problem, of the, uh, which of course I would identify as the government itself, uh, they can't really identify what they could possibly do about it, because the government seems so entrenched, it seems so powerful, you, there are of course all the cliches that people like to use, like, well, you can't fight City Hall, well, yeah, you could if you bothered, mm-hmm. but if you're doing it by yourself, really there's not much you can do, so you really need to have a, a, a group of people that's willing to, I think, I, I personally I'm a huge fan of civil disobedience and non-cooperation. I think that could go a long way toward changing things. But again, those are two things that are going to be risky. And people are risk-averse. They're trained to be risk-averse, which goes back to something we were talking about earlier with the government uh, indoctrination camps called government schools, which train people to avoid risk. They tell you that you need to get trained so you can go and get a job, so you can work at that job for the rest of your life, so you can retire, and so you can sit around and you know garden and watch television until you die. That's essentially what you're supposed to do if you follow the system. But this, uh, but it doesn't. It, it's just not healthy. What is what is going on with people? It it just it beats them down and it breaks them down and it turns them into uh, pathetic serfs. Any other thoughts for us, Rain? <laughs> well, if Americans think about how times change over the years, let's say the Wright brothers went along with the system. They never invented the airplane. Where will we be today? Mm-hmm. If people began to think and go outside of the box instead of going along with the system and creating new systems, everything will stay the same. I, I like you, Rain. You know what? I'd like to invite you to our Shrine of Female listeners. Do you have Internet access? Yes, I sure do. When you get a chance, head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Take a look at it. There's all the details there. A lot of ladies from around the country have sent us their photo uh, to prove they listen to the show, and uh, we'd love to have you on there. And I thank you for your insights tonight. Hope to hear from you again in the future. Uh, by the way, we're on every Saturday night there at the station you're listening to. 800-259-9231. We're on uh, six nights a week. However, we're being carried uh, that particular Saturday night. Well, just we'll, on Saturday night. That's yeah. true. And we'll take whatever we can get. Oh, yeah. We appreciate every one of our radio stations carrying us for as long as they feel is appropriate. All right. So we continue with your calls. And we go back to the guys uh, and talk to Jamie listening to WZBK in beautiful Keene, New Hampshire. Hello, Jamie. Good evening. Hey, you're on the air. Okay, um, you know, it's, the gentleman who's there who spent time in prison, I don't want to know why or anything. I'm curious as to whether alcohol was involved in the crime when, when you committed it. No. Wasn't cocaine involved? Uh, and I, you know, go ahead. Well, 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 here's, you know, when you say, well, okay, people just ignore things and, and go about your business. And I'm thinking to myself here going, yeah, go have another drink and turn on some reality TV. Yeah. And, you know, forget about what's going on. Um, I, when we were talking about sexual predators, when we were talking about major, major numbers in crime, alcohol is related so much. And why do we allow a society to become embalmed with alcohol and ignore everything that's going on around them? Now, now granted, I spent time in prison. I got drunk. I hit somebody. I went to jail. 
I've been sober 28 years. I haven't had an arrest. I haven't had anybody look at me cross-eyed. Congratulations. And, and, well, yep. thank you. But, but, but it's not even a pat on the back. I, I don't want the next generation coming up doing the same mistakes we did. And where in this country can you go and find a, a consortium that is pushing for uh, not prohibition of alcohol, but maybe uh, the, the, the ban on prohibition on marijuana, because I'll tell you, as a 40-year pot smoker, I've never been arrested, never gotten in trouble or anything when stoned. I have to ask you this, uh, because I'm a, I'm a, this is my, uh, my pet issue, uh, ending the war on drugs. I'm not going to just stop at marijuana. I think the entire war on yeah. drugs needs to end. Uh, and but I, have I will to ask agree you, with you that mar- marijuana is less harmful than alcohol, that's for sure. You're calling from our, our hometown of uh, beautiful Keene, New Hampshire. That is from oh, where we do this show. And uh, do you know that, there, that just one week ago, that in, uh, in Railroad Square in Keene, New Hampshire, there was an open marijuana protest? No, I didn't. All right. What I'd like to direct you to is our uh, my blog site, which is freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. You can see video footage. There's a forum there. People are getting together, and there are people that are willing to stand up and do something about this. And if you're if you're really interested in doing something, uh, Mr. Andrew Carroll was the gentleman who uh, was possessing marijuana in public a week ago, uh, right here in Keene. He's got a, now a court court date because the cops came and arrested him. And I'm sure he would appreciate having you show up at that court date to show. Uh, to show your support. Well, that's terrific, and it's great because I talked with local local politicians. I talked with Molly, Tom, everybody down who represents us in Washington. Our state house said, you know, decriminalize it. Of course, it was turned down. Um, and and I'm constantly on these guys about it because it's. I mean, my son's 21. I don't want him going to jail for smoking a joint if he's not going to cause. It's a victimless crime. And did you know? Here's hurt. another one. Here's another fun fact for you. Did you know that the jail run in the Ch- Cheshire County region is actually run by a law enforcement against prohibition member, Rick yes, Van Wickler? I do. Yes, I do. I am aware of that. All yeah. right. So it's very interesting. So things are kind of building to the point where where change can actually happen here in New Hampshire as far as the marijuana laws are concerned. But I think that you know calling the representatives is eh, it's worthwhile to a point. Can you imagine what would happen if 20 to 40 people were downtown smoking marijuana publicly? This past weekend, it was only one guy possessing it. What if it were 20 to 40 people? They don't have enough jail space to arrest all those folks. So I think that that civil disobedience could be very, very valuable here. And again, I want to point you to freekeen.com, and I want to thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. And freekeen.com, blog site, kind of chronicling what's going on here in New Hampshire. There are multiple bloggers, so you get different kind of different viewpoints, but everybody has a the generally a, a pro-liberty view at freekeen.com, and it's a great thing for those of you outside of this area who are listening to this national talk show or this international talk show to uh, to get a window into the world of what is happening here, and I, I find it pretty exciting. Uh, so we continue with your phone calls, and we talk to the Ampline, unscreened call. Who's this? Hey, it's Officer Liberty. How are you two doing? Officer Liberty, we're short on time. Go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, quick uh, quick little scenario for you guys. Neither of you have seen the Boondock Saints, apparently. No, but, I have um, not. Okay, uh, basic premise of the movie, uh, two Irishmen go around killing a bunch of mobsters. My question to you is, is that ethically okay? Can you go around being a vigilante, taking the scum off the streets? Go. I personally... Uh... I find it something I would not want to be involved in, um, but I think that if you've had force initiated against you or a, fam- or a family member or a friend, I think it's justifiable. 
Vigilanteism's fine as long as you're right. Unfortunately, people are uh, fallible, and uh, yeah, what if, if you, you make a mistake? If you make a mistake, you've done something very, very bad. So uh, it's it's something that needs to be weighed against, uh, you know, what the uh, what the you know consequences are, and the consequences are you can hurt somebody because you don't know everything. If if you listen to the news or you you, you hear things, I mean, you don't know everything. Thank you for the call tonight. We need to talk to Ferb in Utah. Ferb, you are on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, hey, I just had a quick thing. Uh, I saw, I've read this thing about uh, a guy in England who's a gingerbread baker who killed himself because somebody tried to trademark the the name of the gin, the particular type of gingerbread they were making. It's called Grassmere's gingerbread. But the guy ends up killing himself because of uh, legal bills and other contributing factors. And I was wondering if you guys had trademarked any of your stuff or done any intellectual property protection. No, I don't believe in. Properties. I don't believe in intellectual property. I believe that ideas should be free. So I have not. Yeah, I just think it's tragic that somebody tried to trademark this guy's you know life's work and he ended up offing himself. He had three kids. You know, uh, there it's, was one time. It's uh, tragic, absolutely. Thank you for for the call tonight. There was one time at which there was uh, some uh, some sicko racist that went out there and uh, borrowed the name of this show and created their own show on the internet. And it kind of bugged me a little bit, but I knew better than to do anything about it. I wasn't going to spend my time worrying or spend my time working to try to stop them. Eventually, they ended up stopping themselves when uh, the host of the show put a bullet in his head and uh, killed his wife as well. So nice. see you Monday night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Have a great weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.